Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, it is the Lori and Julia Show, my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. We've had a rollicking good show already. We learned from uh, baseball guru Lori Bargini that there's something new called a five-run homer. It's Never heard new. of that. It's, it's the unicorn. Brand new. It's the yeah. unicorn in baseball. That one. That's true. Okay. All right. Let's uh, do something completely ridiculous oh, now. Oh gosh, we're playing this. Yeah, we are. Oh, of course, I we're going to play this. Well, that was a week ago, Julia. <laughs> that was a week ago. That was a week. It flies Time by. Time is flying by. You know what? It really flies. has. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, today's uh, category. Whoops. Today's category is a uh, television. All of these will be from the world of TV. Oh, so, great. Here we go. He played seductive Miguel Morez on General Hospital <laughs> before leaving to start a music career. Rick Springfield? Who is Rick Springfield? No. Um, who is Who's the other singer? I, I, Miguel Morez. Yeah, I'm thinking of this. Who is... Um, oh, I know his name. Ricky Martin. Yeah, Ricky Martin. Oh, that's right. I forgot I, he was Ricky on Martin that. is correct. Good job. All right, this shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, I guess Rick Springfield could not pass. I know. That's why I kept as thinking. Miguel. And I'm trying no. to think of who else might have. Okay. Mm-hmm. This cop drama aired Amy Brenneman's bare butt. Oh, Hill Street New, uh, not, Go ahead, Lori. What is NYPD? Yeah, close enough. NYPD Blues. blues that's oh, it. I NYPD added New York blues. City Blues. You said Hill Street Blues, which is a oh, completely yeah. different show. Right. Okay, oh. so let's see. One for Julia, one for Lori. That All was right. close, Here though. we go. This primetime soap came to a, some would say, merciful conclusion after a 13-year, 350-episode run. Primetime. What is Dallas? Dallas is correct. Oh, Lori. Good Dallas. All right, good job there. Okay. <laughs> I almost said Falcon Crest, but I was like, that and didn't run 13 years. Yeah. yeah. This famous game show host got a chance to beat up Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore. Who is Alex Trebek? Who is Rodney Dangerfield? Game show host. I know. Who is um Oh. Who is the Gambit guy? Gambit. Uh, who is Pat Sajak? Uh, who is and you who, heard me say Alex Trebek. Yes. Yes. And who is um Bob Barker? Bob Barker is correct. Oh, that's right. 
Bob Bobby Barker. Yeah, so you've seen that movie more than I have. I have, but I was going through my game shows. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of who else we would know. All right, two to two. Here we go. He turned down $20 million from NBC to replace David Letterman, preferring to continue his Who's talk. Who's Dave Chappelle? Who's Dave Chappelle? No, not okay. Dave Chappelle. Preferring to continue his talk show satire series. Who is John Oliver? Nope. Who is Howard Stern? Nope. Um, who is um, Trevor Noah? No. No, you got to go go back a ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to go way back. He, he turned take over for Letterman? Letterman? He was offered $20 oh, million. That guy you took a hot tub with. Julia, yeah, from the comedy. Craig Kilborn. Who is Craig Kilborn? Oh, no. no. Oh. Craig Kilborn, no. I, I took a hot tub. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> I'll give you a clue, guys. He No, uh, I know who he is. Oh, okay. What's his name? I'm thinking. Right. If I just need give a couple. Give us a clue. All right. Give us a clue. He uh, is no longer with us. John Candy. No. The one who John Belushi. The, who, who is the, his, her, the oh, wife shot oh, him. Oh, who is Phil him. Hartman? No, yeah. not Phil Hartman. That was the wife. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah, so funny, though. Catchphrase I, on his show that his sidekick used was, Hey, now. If we're no. going to be mad okay. at ourselves. Yeah, we are. All right. It's Gary Shandling. Oh, I That's love Gary Shandling. Right. Gary Shandling turned down $20 million. Wow. All right, here we go. All right, this theater got a multi-million dollar facelift. What is Grumman's Chinese? No, before becoming the home to The Late Show with David Letterman. What was it called before that? Rockefeller. Nope. Mm. It was, it was the... Um, what theater did he I take Ed over? Sullivan Theater. What is yes. Ed Sullivan? Yes, it, the Ed Sullivan Theater. All right, so let's see. Lori has three. three. Julie has two. Jeopardy so has one, so we've got the tiebreaker right here. You're going for the block, Julie. You're I going am. for the block. The block. So Lori has three. This Seinfeld character refused to switch from briefs to boxers, noting my boys need a house. Who is um, the ball Cassandra. guy? George Costanza. George Costanza. Who is Kramer? Kramer yeah, is right. the right answer. Yeah, right. yeah I remember that. Two. That was a good episode. Yes. My boys need a house. They do. <laughs> and boys do need a house. And they this do. is a word. This is a PSA, Donnie, if you want to mark this down. Yeah, right. uh, okay. Keep the boys close. That's right, Julia. Because yeah. gravity sets in for everybody. Not Very only the breasts. delicate skin, but people think that their tight little potatoes no. will never drop. No, potatoes <laughs> drop. Um, and it's, it's just the, like breasts drop, and yeah. breasts even have more of a protective covering over them, have thicker skin. Yeah. So think Thank of you. think of um, men like women. Everything drops. Yeah, Julia. Okay. Okay. That can, was our PSA, Danny. Write that down, please. Uh, by the way, did I, you I've s- got another PSA. This I've got a TSA, oh. not a PSA. Oh, oh dear. What's that? Uh, a titty. Uh, yes. <laughs> The, uh, you know, the Intercontinental Hotel yeah. screening area, that is closing. Oh, it is? They are going to close that down oh, on no. November 18th. They say it is a staffing problem. Oh, I believe yeah, it. I believe I it. Believe I believe it. they can't get anyone to work over there because they're trying yeah. to keep everybody at the airport. Yeah. And right. they just need like three screeners to work 5.15 to 10.15. Yeah. And that's Shoot, all the hours what a nice get. convenient thing they had. All right. Yeah. yeah well, thanks, Danny, for telling us that. Sure. Okay. Do you, you have, have a QSA, an LSA? Lizzo was an answer on Jeopardy yesterday. She, she like was? made her day. Well, remember, today is Wednesday, right? So the St. Paul dude is on Jeopardy today yes. at 4.30. Yeah, the question was, in 2019, this five-letter rap and R&B artist had the juice to be nominated for Best New Artist at the VMAs. Of course, who is Lizzo? That's a good question. And had the she, juice? She was like, this ain't a drill. I'm a Jeopardy question. Ma, I made it. I love you, Alex Trebek.
Oh, I love that. So she was super excited. She did an Insta with the clip of the show with the answer. That's so cute. I know it is. I put the G in single. I put the... Did you see some... Did you send me that girl singing, I put the C in single? Someone sent it to both of us. That's so funny. I know. Someone sent us one because Lori... I thought it was... She she singing, I put the C in single. And I thought it was so clever because single does sound like it's a C. It does. I didn't know she was saying, I put this thing, but who knows lyrics? Come on. I like my version in my head. I put the C in single. I don't even know name titles. I don't know artists, but I know the songs. Yeah. So I guess it'd be super corny to hold up your C when hey, you Lori, say that. Cause, well, it's easier than making an S. Oh, gosh. We got to go. We've got, we've got random thoughts. We'll okay. be back. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, let's get to it, people. Um, You know, I think we were just talking about PSAs, and um, this is one, I think, that deserves being aired. And what happened is we know that um, Alex Trebek was diagnosed last year with stage four pancreatic cancer. And the survival rate of even five years after you're diagnosed is like zero. It's in the single digits. Patrick Swayze like was four and a half years. Aretha was rumored to have had that too, but we never had confirmation on it. But yes, it's it's like so unusual. It's so unusual. He's been doing the show. I know it. And so here he is. He really wants to make a point to tell people what to look for because had he known, he could have maybe reacted quicker. In nearly every country, pancreatic cancer is the only major cancer with a five-year survival rate in the single digits. Now, in order to help patients fight and survive this disease, more attention and awareness are needed. And that's why I've joined forces with the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition to help raise global awareness of the risks and symptoms of pancreatic cancer. I wish I had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain I experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. Other common symptoms can include mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, new onset diabetes, and the yellowing of the skin or eyes. Won't you join me in this fight? Participate this November by wearing purple, spreading the word on social media, and visiting worldpancreaticcancerday.org to learn more. Together, we can get it done. I mean, it's really sad because... Well, I did never know. Oh. I've never heard anybody do that. Is that our first... It's kind of like our first PSA on pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And, and it's just because, wow. like, um, 90% of patients die within five years. Um, it raises to 97% when you're diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and it spreads to distant body parts. And that's what Alex Trebek's... Um, case is, and it goes on to say, here's what pancreatic cancer is for people. Because my grandmother died of this at 67, Grandma Lulu. Yeah, like, oh, she did. Yep. Yeah, just pancreatic. Wow. The pancreas is a six-inch long gland that lies between the stomach and the spine, and it helps the body break down food and regulate blood sugars. About 95 percent of pancreatic cancers begin in the exocrine cells which produce digestive juices. Mm. And then it says that it begins in those cells which make hormones like insulin. 
So that's right. He said yep. the sudden onset of yep. diabetes may be unexplained. He hasn't Ooh. said what type of tumor he has, but the symptoms go because the gallbladder, you know, it's hidden. Um, let me just say this. All right. I'm listening. It's so hard. It goes without symptoms most times, which is why it's so deadly because it's so progressed by the time people discover it. Right. We're talking about pancreatic cancer. It usually is caught only when it becomes large and spreads outside the gland. It's also hidden behind other or- organs, including the stomach, small intestine, liver, gallbladder, spleen, so it gets misdiagnosed. and bile ducts. It's so deep inside the ab- abdomen, people don't feel a lump like you might notice on breast yeah, cancer yeah. or something. It's super, super hard to diagnose. So he told us about stomach pains, mm-hmm. lower back pains, jaundice in the skin and whites of your eyes, light-colored stools, um, dark urine. Itchy skin, um, pain in the upper or middle abdomen. Because your pancreas isn't working, right. so these are all like right. the things that probably Loss get misdiagnosed the, or different. You're, yeah, you got to see this. You know, I can see you get batted around. I know someone who's had stomach pain. They're not diagnosed with this, but something mm-hmm. else major. Yeah. And, you know, went in and said, well, let's eliminate these foods from your life. Let's eliminate these foods. Let's try this. But there's this chronic stomach pain yeah. and then go by the time they wanted, find I out. I would have wanted a CAT scan immediately. Right. Other things are <laughs> feeling very tired, Ooh. nauseous, and vomiting. Um, fewer than 20% of cancers are confirmed to the pancreas because it's just so hard. And who? what are the risk, risk factors? I don't know. Um, smoking. Being very overweight, workplace exposure to certain chemicals like dry cleaning and metal industries. But, I mean, Alex Trebek has, I don't know if he smokes. Yeah. Um, anywho, I'm not going to get into anything else. But it was very, I... Thank you, Julia. It's a public service. I know. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, because it is. I mean, my grandmother died of yeah. it. And it was so quick. Like... Four months. Oh, my gosh. I mean, my grandma wow. got it. And died. She was diagnosed, and that was right. like it. And she smoked. Yeah. Um, a lot. You know, Grandma Lulu. But it's just pal mal's. Hmm. Um, what That's was what no? It was smoked. Kent. Kent. Well, my mother was Kent Golden Lights. Uh-huh. My dad was. It wasn't Salem. Menth- it was Kent. My mm-hmm. family smoked Kent cigarettes. Look at that, Jules. And my dad smoked the menthol ones. Mm-hmm. And we used to save the little um, coupons in the back of the cigarette. For prizes, for, for prizes, you turn them in. Merchandise, yes. you know, like gold bond stamps yeah. or green yeah, stamps. Yes, yeah. yes. He had them for. This is a funny thing that you're going to hear. This okay, boomer. People wearing the shirts. Okay, boomer. Yeah. Okay, boomer, and it's a new slang. Is that like balls don't lie? <laughs> Not real. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have a one-tracked mind. That's a baseball reference to last night's I know, game. I'll I have know, but you know. No, this is not that. I don't this know exactly that. what it means, but I like saying it. Okay, so teenagers. It's a generational thing. Okay, okay. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find Find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, Boomer. Mm-hmm. So younger generations and baby boomers don't see eye to eye on basically anything. And then I was reading some story the other day how the boomers had broken the bank. But what do you anyway, mean they've broken the bank. I'm gonna get to All that right. later. Okay. So the Gen Z and millennials have a new catchphrase that's getting very popular, and it's just okay, letter okay, boomer. Mm-hmm. New York Times summed it up by saying, quote, teenagers use it to reply to cringy YouTube videos. <laughs> Basically anybody over thirty years old who says something condescending about young people. Yeah. And the issues that matter to them. Okay, Boomer. Mm-hmm. Um, the t-shirts, other clothes. It's, it's are, a good clapback. It just is. real dismissive. The studies and online communities say the phrase and merchandise has become really popular. Mm-hmm. Gen Z is going to be the first generation to have a lower quality of life than the generation before them. Please get registered to vote. That's that's where all these okay, Boomer thoughts that's one of the thoughts, yeah. but it's also yeah, but participate. I, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. Donnie, I don't totally be late. Participate. Faith. I think that the young vote is going to be out next year, and in a way that none of the okay boomer pollster people are even realizing. They always. Pat, I, I hope so. They always do the pat on the head to the millennials and the Gen Z and all of that. And historically, blah, blah, blah. they I have know, the lowest turnout. They 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 have passions. They have passion, and they are and people are worried. So I really think I, so, I think it, that okay, they're going to have an okay boomer moment. I love that. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to today 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 it might be the scariest holiday of the year. Isn't it all? Like, it's text it's something. Texture X Day. What? Texture X. Like making sure there's no chance of getting back together something before you go cuffing with and trying to find somebody else. Just throw it out there for you. Throw know. it out there. I'm I'm falling in love with someone else. Here's your last chance. Well, and you do it today before you go out on Halloween and get your makeout face on. Is that it? Yeah. And then you'll just say back, yeah. new phone, who's this? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remember, if you want a new crush by Valentine's Day, you've got to get busy. Oh, right? Johnny, the pressure. Not everybody wants to be in a relationship. That's right. Well, it's just a guideline. Yeah. Lori brought it it's up the other day. It's just a guideline <laughs> for you losers out there that Donald no. is talking no. to. No, Lori I'm, brought it up. I know she did. I was, I'm teasing you guys. Yeah, here. it's just, it's a, it's an innate, and especially here, we're entering the dark, cold period of Thank time. Thank you for reminding me. You know, of, uh, you better be learn. I mean, I think a lot of people are very fine and happy being alone Absolutely. with themselves and their remote in their hand. Not every oh honestly you bring everything down remote to, in their hand I know remote and their hand I mean you know Uh-oh. but I mean you gotta you gotta take care of things you know you can't okay you boomer can't, you can't live on salad alone <laughs> okay boomer sounds like somebody in a, in a cartoon yeah you know whose name is Boomer yeah, yeah. okay boomer yeah. 
No, that's not no. how Donnie is. Okay, fine. Okay, Arnold. Julia's trying to be dismissive of my thing, but I'm really acting younger than anybody else here with this thought. <laughs> Thank you very much. You that, Julia? I'm keeping I'm intact. keeping a little bit of anonymity here and not saying everything out loud about my yeah. remote lifestyle. Yeah, I know. it. Well, geez, with that toy collection, you can't really <laughs> okay. go on and on about any one thing. <laughs> Oh, for crying out loud. What are we coming back with? Name of today's show, Balls Don't Lie and Fifth Run Homer. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. When you can hit a fifth run Homer, you are... You're special. You are it's special. It's a baseball unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Do people have their Halloween costume? Are you going to do anything? I, you know, this is your holiday. I, we were going to be Chappette and Karl Lagerfeld, if I, you remember. Yes, we were. Yes, those were our costumes this year. And then Karl Lagerfeld the passed, passed, and then Chappette's owner is okay. being passed around. And, and now you're out of town, so it doesn't really no, matter. No, it doesn't matter. I could dress up tomorrow and be uh, Sherlyn from Biloxi, Mississippi. Please and, do that to and, Holly and, and Donnie. Should I do that? Oh, yeah. Get on my, you know, improv acting skills. Is that what we're calling it? Well, Julia, you know, I'll just have to practice getting in my southern I've accent. I've got a four-door Ford. That's how you start all that action out. I've got a four-door Ford and not a fig newton in the world to care about. And I hope you left your dignity at the door, sir. I, that's a, is that from like Gone with the Wind? I or just, you just make it. Made I just it made it all. I just Tell strung us, it all together. Uh, Lori, Julia. I'm very impressed. The with next that. time you need to like just uh, set the tone, right? About I like maybe it. a certain something. You I just like say it. to somebody. I, I hope you left your dignity at the door. <laughs> that's pretty good, Lori. I'm writing that one down now. Hold on, I cannot work and write. And compute and do all this crap at the same time. Is that what you're doing? Are you computing? I hope you left your dignity at at the the door. door. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Okay, so do you think that there was any reason... I did not coin that, though. I know. Yeah, I'm sure I've heard that. Read it, something. Um, Thought on a show. Yeah, I know. Something like that, but I do like it. Do you think that there's anything to, like, people thought... Andy Cohen should feel guilty after his interview with Joe and Teresa Judice. He, he is the pot stirrer in chief. That is his job. Right. That is the whole point of the real to get exposure. This is a silly uh, thought that somebody is posing in an entertainment uh, magazine or, right. or online site because that is what Andy does. He couldn't couldn't get chief pot stirrer. But that is Andy Cohen's job. Exactly. Well, we are delighted to be joined right now by um, Beth Gillian. And she is in this semi-autobiographical or biographical. Or autobiographical. Thank you, Donnie. The words there. Before you were alive. Were alive. It's your kids in the background. Are those your kids, Beth? You know what? I am teaching an art class. Oh, Fantastic. <laughs> I'm taking a few uh, minutes out from the class to talk to you. Apparently, your show will charm you in an authentic, personal way. This uh, sounds delightful. <laughs> I know. Tell it, because you, you're, this is a one-woman show. We have that right, correct? Yes, yes, it is. Uh-huh. And you wrote it, and it's a personal story to you, so it's called Before You Were Alive. It's at the Illusion Theater, and through next Sunday. Yes. So tell us what the show is about. 
Well, it's about my <clears throat> how I became a mother by um, just by um, strange turn of events. That's um, the story. Yes, and 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 you raised yes. someone else's child, and you always said that you knew you were going to do that. I knew that I could be raise a child um, that was someone else's. I just never thought it would happen. Yeah. So. Um, so this story is about um, a woman I met who introduced herself to me after a, a show I was in. And um, eventually we, we, be, we were acquaintances. We were not friends. Mm-hmm. But I think she set me up to, in a way, not, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. She, I think she wanted me. She was, she was ill with breast cancer. And um, I think she wanted me to be the mother of her to mother her child when she couldn't. Isn't that something? So at oh what age gosh. did your child get a new mom? Um, about five. Oh, wow, Beth. Oh, my gosh. What a story. But what a, yeah, I mean, well, how, so how do you, as, like, did you have this idea for a while to put pen to paper yes, and tell I your story? Kept, yes, I've kept a journal of the things, the questions he would ask me and the profound things he would say it's sort of about the wisdom of children too so uh-huh. true and um you know the child is the father to the man sort of thing mm-hmm. but um yeah i kept a journal and i I've, uh, I've um written stories through the years but i thought um i've always wanted to put them together in a book or in a in a presentational fashion so mm-hmm. that's what this is is it, it was it really emotional to is it emotional to perform this then well, I think I have some distance from it, but I've, I've noted that it's been emotional for other people. Yeah. Um, I think just because I've lived it and um, and I've sort of been through the, the emotional journey of it, um, I think other people who are in similar situations or who have, you know, friends or family that, it, that this touches right. um, in a similar way. And and it's really you got rave rave yeah. rave reviews. Do you think that your play um, before you were alive? It, it's like one of those things where sometimes we like we love books or plays or movies that make us laugh and cry. Mm-hmm. You know, I yes, don't know why I, that's so satisfying, but it is. Yeah, you get a range of emotions and a range of um, reactions. You know. Get to use the full one to ten. <laughs> yeah. So what? What do you? So you are performing at the Illusion Theater through, like Lori said, through November ninth. Mm-hmm. Tickets are mm-hmm. really affordable, and that's such a beautiful space. You know, it at, is beautiful yeah, at the, the Cowell Center. Yes, oh, where we did Project Down and Dirty. Yes, we were there. <laughs> and so you've been an actress, you know, and a comedian working in the Twin Cities for quite a while. Um, and I'm seeing yeah. that you were a company member at Dudley Riggs back. Uh, was that recent or was it a while ago? That was in the that was in the mid '80s. Oh, and like at the, that's the time the to peak. have been in there, like right when it started. <laughs> my gosh. Well, it started in 1959, Did it but um, yeah, it's been 30 years, more than 30 years since, since I've been there. Yes. Wow. But have, certainly, that's where I, um, you know, learned my chops and. Um, also tried out writing, you know, because mm-hmm. you write your own your own things there at Dudley Riggs, and it was a great great place um, to 
learn and and uh, find out what works and what doesn't and what people respond to. Beth, and how how many half finished plays do you have? I mean, are you one of these people? <laughs> you've just got like a few just yes, sitting around. Yes, you do? I do have a few. You're yeah. absolutely right. I do. What what advice? <laughs> and ideas and idea. What advice would you give to somebody who's like, I want to write a play. I want to be a playwright. What would be your one advice? Uh, start. Just start. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing that every writer says. If you just got to get it down. You're you going to edit it a million times. You're going to change it. But, but I just, like that start. Yep. That's I love that. That's, that's wise advice. How the old? hardest part is to sit down and concentrate because we're constantly pulled away by distraction. Yeah. Like and your uh, poor art students are suffering now as you're talking in the broom <laughs> closet. To us. What are you teaching, Beth? Um, I'm teaching how to make fantastical creatures. Oh. So today we are making... Dragons and unicorns. Wow! Out of out of model magic. Oh my gosh! I that's, love it. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So do you? Um. So you're performing? Is it Thursday through the weekend? Or Thursday through the next two weeks, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. This week we're not doing Thursday because of Halloween yes. tomorrow, but right. we're doing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then next week. And then next week you're doing the same. They're doing Friday. Friday, Saturday. And they close Saturday, the 9th. Okay. And how old is your son now? He is 24. Oh, wow. So you've learned a lot. I have learned a lot, yes. Yeah, and also just even the the bittersweet way in which you, you, you you get a son. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And all of the questions that he would ask me about death and dying and about mm-hmm. how it all works. That's that's basically what it's about. Yeah. How I was, you know, a newbie. So we both learned together and he sort of reparented with me. He reverted to being a little, you know, uh, more of a, a younger than his years. Right. That is so sweet. Um, this sounds like yeah. a really sweet play that people should go see and authentic and charming and mm-hmm. with a great message. And you're you're a delightful actress because we I would recognize you. you. We, I'm looking we at your picture and I'm like, photo and like I've seen, seen you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's Before You Were Alive, written and performed by Beth Gilliand. And yes. um, it's at the Illusion Theater. And tickets are super affordable, 17 to $30. Go to illusiontheater.org. Yeah, and we're on the eighth floor. Yes, it, yes, you are. It, yeah, downtown Minneapolis. The, yeah. the old Masonic Temple. That's right. Yes, thank you, Beth, for your time today. Oh, thank you both so much for having me on the show. Absolute, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. No Our, now back um, to what, shaping unicorns. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We're going to go chase unicorns. One of our big, big, big bosses is a huge fan of Beth's. Yes. So um, <laughs> you, you've got good cred. Yeah. Thank you, Beth. I'm good. Thank you. All right. Listen, we come back. We're going to Hollywood speak. Harry Styles dropping out of Little Mermaid. And also, uh uh-oh, the wedding is off. What does that really mean? So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right. Kids, boys and girls, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. for we're here. I was uh, waiting for Julia to get her butt back. Oh, okay. I was just, <laughs> you know, I like to mosey around. MIA, and I'm like, hello. <laughs> okay, so, you know, earlier this year, remember the rumors swirled that Harry Styles yes. had been tapped to appear in the reboot of The Little Mermaid. 
And then it was reported that he opted out of the role. And when he was on a London radio show yesterday, he opened up about why. He dropped out of the little Why are you Prince Eric? Why? Harry. Please, Harry, tell us why. What was he his became reason? very uncomfortable as he tried to avoid giving them a specific reason for why he pulled out of the high-profile role. Oh. And he said, uh, it was just, honestly, it was just a few things. It's just, <laughs> it wasn't, um, I think it's going to be amazing. Obviously, it's an amazing film. It hasn't even been made. Right. And I can tell Roman's watching how I'm kind of worming. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. As he was kind of joking. So right. It's a few things. and so What are they? Well, okay, so the cast is Javier Bardem, Melissa McCarthy, and Aquafina are all totally supposed fun. to be in play. Halle Berry was the only one who's really been confirmed to be the Little Mermaid Ariel. He had a meeting with his people, <laughs> and they said, Harry Styles, that's mm-hmm. right, your brand, if is you play Prince Eric, mm-hmm. you are going to be glittering yourself with a sparkly thing that Robert Pattinson has been trying to get off his back forever. Yes. And so if you'd like to Do you want to be a model your, and rock star? An actor and a rock star, which is mm-hmm. what he wants to do, turn down this role no matter how sweet Disney makes it. Right. Here's your 1D money. Okay. They laid it out like yeah. that. So that was the few things. Yeah. Right. Well, I get it. It's off-brand completely, yeah. and he's too young to to do that. They're just and laying it, it all out. And I think Harry is like, he's already been at the top of the world. He's yeah. been in a boy band. That made more money than anything. And they traveled more and they were everything. He did and that. he's got, I think Harry Styles has cred. Uh, totally. You know. As as an actor? Or? No, no, um, no, but as a musician. As a musician. Oh, sure, and yeah, I think he got, you know, he took yeah. like his first big role was in Dunkirk and it was a side side yeah. supporting thing. And he was quite. He was good. He was good yeah. in it. And I think, uh, you know, maybe somebody said uh, we're trying Stop to talk. Mick, we're trying to talk Mick into letting us do a <laughs> Rolling Stones biopic. We want you to be the young Mick Jagger. OK, Meg Ryan and John Mellencamp. So we heard this like two weeks yep. ago that they had uh, split up and we it was, she like, was no longer wearing the engagement. It ring. was us weekly got the photo of yes. her not wearing the uh, ring. And so they had a 50 50 chance of that mm-hmm. being true because these two have broken up how many times? Three or four. Yeah. But they did get, they first started dating in 2011. They broke up in 2014. They got back together in 2014. Then they broke up in 2015. And then they reunited in 2017. And in between, he dated Christy Brinkley and a couple of other, you know, women in their 60s, which I give John Cougar, you know, he's not, he knows no 20-something will put up with his credit. No, but he also wants to have a conversation with someone but they when they reunited after two years yes. apart then they got engaged yes and he went on talk shows and said that he I was, was too yeah he's mm-hmm. very she'd had enough and ended their re- engagement she has no regrets 
then that is the perfect thing. Then and now she knows she's done. Then they're done that. Well, I have faith in John Mellencamp to get her back. To get her back. You want her to go back with him? Don't get married to him. This is what this is saying to you. And maybe he doesn't want to get married. He that she would be his fourth wife. If you're having fun, just keep hanging out because it isn't a money so situation. maybe one of them wants to get married more than the other or maybe really and well and truly we have to take John Mellencamp's word for it that he is a grumpy old bastard. And that's not fun to be <laughs> around. no who woman wants, wants to be with no. him. Uh, so, I, who wants to be with someone grouchy? Yeah, so maybe they'll get back together maybe and they, they maybe won't. it'll be, you know, and she's got a daughter that like might only be like 12 or 13 or something like that. So to marry him is bringing her daughter into his grumpy universe. It's not just her. And again, why do you want to be with a grouchy grump? Yeah, exactly. Okay, Hollywood speak this. Who smells like a cigarette? Well, Julia, you know, some people love the smell of tobacco in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Nicki Minaj's husband buys her a $1.1 million wedding ring. Why would they even give that to the press? Because everyone knows Nicki Minaj gave her new husband money to go buy her a $1.1 million wedding ring. Or she said, go get pick up the ring, give it to me. I gave him my credit card already. Nobody believes Mr. Petty. So why would you even put that out there from a... PR angle, uh, because that's why. Because that's what Nikki. That's there's a She's certain so desperate. Well, there's a certain no, not any more desperate than any of these other people with their spawn cons for corsets and you know all these other things. I think that she really and truly might be nervous that she has lost her hold on some of... She already lost it. Well, I know, but it's not an easy thing to accept. You say it like it's something so easy to accept. I'm sorry, lost her hold on what? Just being like kind of the queen. She was the queen, but that... And in, in, in the music business, it's hard to be queen of anything for any length of time. And what has to happen is that you have to reinvent yourself and be successful right. with like every Madonna's iteration. Like Madonna's done and Cher's done. And Taylor's, I mean, Aretha you know, did it. Yeah. I mean, everybody that's great, you know, does it. Uh, you know, Missy Elliott, she's recreating. Yeah. She's get put, you know, she did a recreation of her very first album. So this is just like, I'm more worried that this guy she it's married scamming is her. scamming her mm-hmm. or is going to take her money and she's going to be mm. not smart about that. But hopefully, hopefully there's a prenup and, and hopefully, you know, a real lawyer drafted yes, it and yes. everything else. And that she doesn't have all family members advising her exactly. or friends of friends. I mean, this, uh, you but know. she did say, I, I read something that she said she really wants to start a family with this guy. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. But I'm just saying, you know, she's feeling, you know, that. Yeah. So just stay in the news because yes. her music, it's, I mean, you know, you look at Cardi B, she's the queen. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. I mean, she dethroned Nikki, so, but yeah. Nikki was on the way down. But I mean, you can't compete with Cardi B right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lizzo. Here we go. Here mm-hmm. we go. Lori Lachlan is about to break in the wake of additional federal charges. The entire family, quote unquote, is in chaos, chaos right now. And people is calling this a Laughlin source. So they are really Can you imagine trying to do the public, trying to milk some public sympathy here. They knew this was a possibility, but they thought it was a bargaining tool from the prosecution. Now that the charges are official, they are realizing there's no way to avoid a moderately 
long prison sentence unless they are found not guilty in a trial. I wouldn't be surprised if these two sue their lawyers next for bad advice. Taking their bad advice. Well, well, judge, can you sue a lawyer uh, well, for that? Well, judge, no. you know. After the, I don't know how that works. <laughs> well, you know. I'm just saying that. Uh, I just wonder why all these stories are all geared towards this way. They knew this was a possibility. I don't know. I'm just wondering if they're setting up a malpractice kind of a thing with their lawyers. Because we've had that easy. No, I don't think so either. But I think in the court of public opinion, they're just sort of muddying the waters, and they're kind of saying that we had another story from a. Uh, Lori Laughlin sourced to people that it was like, well, their lawyers told them it would be good to be represented by each by the same oh, lawyer. Oh, I didn't, I didn't receive, read that. And also that they should plead not guilty so that they could plead guilty to the pack. You know, like they were, they are already yeah, kind of okay. setting it up yeah. for, I don't know. I'm just All wondering. I know is I'm, I'm, um, you know, reading Catch and Kill right now, the Ronan Farrell. Oh, how good is that? Beyond, but the stuff that goes on behind the scenes everywhere, you know. Of dirty tricks? Everywhere. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, I mean, this whole Kevin Hart story and all of this. I mean, he, that situation got Ray Donovan. Kevin Hart was driving that car and got picked up by an ambulance at Calabasas, which, if you know California, is nowhere near Mulholland Drive. Okay, do you really think that yes. he was driving? yes. I do, and I'll tell you why. Because that car was his baby. But Lori, they said that the other guy was—he needed the claws of life, the jaws of life to get out, and he was in the front seat. Yeah, that's what they say, Julia. Oh, Lori. oh gosh. Yeah, you do you not watch Ray Donovan. Have you not seen what Ray can fix in Hollywood? Right. This is happening for real. That's why nobody's suing each other either. P.S. By the way, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the big clue right there. So happy to help. Thank you. I'm overwhelmed with the help right now. We gotta take a break. We conquer cancer. For the mom-to-be who is out of treatment options. For the doctor who has a brilliant idea but needs research funding. For the people who faced cancer head-on and climbed incredible heights while they were with us. For the children who celebrate the end of chemo. We conquer cancer for all who have been touched by it. Conquer Cancer accelerates breakthroughs in research and care for every cancer, every patient, everywhere. Join us at conquer.org.